Hello and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find the special move that made the cut. I'm Paul Goodman. I'm Paul Salt. And this week is, of course, episode 20, and that means something very special is happening. It means I summon Paul, Alexander, Leopold, Gregory... Twilliger. Bobulitis... <laughs> De Feffel. Kraczynski, Salt, <laughs> to the that. stand to defend a movie of his heart that he loved despite almost universal derision and disdain from critics and public alike. And that movie, as you might have guessed, is Street Fighter. He made me sign, my, sign an oath by a copy of Freddy Got Fingered. You don't want to know what he asked me to hold up. <laughs> I made you sign the oath in, um, in ink, but I made you hold my blood. <laughs> With a budget of $35 million, it made $33 million domestically and $66 million worldwide, thereby tripling what they put in, minus oh, yeah. publicity and supporting various habits, etc., etc. <laughs> Nevertheless, the film was received like a turd falling from the sky. <laughs> Top critic Jeff Andrew from Time Out said... That Raul Julia, in his final role, hams it up shamelessly as the camp commandant, but not even his suave presence and throwaway quips can save this noisy, brainless mess. Oh. I know. Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle called it bizarre, surreal, and ultimately less engaging than playing Pong with a blind man. Is that his review of Street Fighter, or was it his review of Inland Empire? Oh, very good. It was actually a review of his reviews. <laughs> um, moving over to um, Amazon.com reviews. No, uh, my favourite. Gary M. lamented, at no point in this film did Van Damme fight in a street. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> Meanwhile, Becky White, also of Amazon.com, wrote, was looking forward to watching it and opened it. It was a completely different film in it. For some reason, I've ended up with The Sixth Day. The Sixth Day? But <laughs> some reason, once again... <laughs> Um, you Jesus. can't. Nobody's going to be able to see this here, but there's also, there's a photograph accompanying the review of uh, of, of the DVD bugs <laughs> with a sixth day disc inside it. And it's just it's just That's looks wonderful. so sad. Oh, oh God! So Paul, <laughs> so Paul, you fucking twat. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Let's get into this. Yes. Sum it up. Why are we talking about Street Fighter today? Okay. Um, Street Fighter existed for me in a very specific time and place. It, w- it was sort of in my head in that mid-90s haze in which it was always summer. Mm-hmm. Video games poured like wine. Yes. <laughs> from the skies. And yeah, it was just it was just in there. And in my head, always, I preferred Street Fighter to Mortal Kombat. It was just always there. I remember it. I remember the characters being really charming and funny, and I remember the action being better, and I remember... I just remembered liking it more. And I was so sure that that must translate. Um, because my taste when I was a kid was impeccable. Mm. I mean, I hated Citizen Kane, and really quite enjoyed Batman and Robin. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, impeccable. <laughs> so, clearly I wasn't going to have any issues sort of connecting with that inner child. No, this was a safe bet. Let's um, let, let's just get the audience up to date on what Street Fight is all about. Okay, um, beginning, beginning with... fight, <laughs> like in the game. Oh, I see what you're doing. Mm, yeah. Um, do I? Oh, oh, this this doesn't Ow. this isn't how we usually do this. This isn't it? fun. <laughs> you lied, <laughs> just like the games he said. <laughs> should, you know, you know what? We should be doing this in the street. Okay, there we go. Okay, go out to the street. I'll meet you there. Yes. Star wipe. Okay, this here we are out in the street. Okay, so <laughs> we're just going to record this podcast. Yeah, in the same street. to you, mate. <laughs> Fuck off. 
<laughs> For fuck's and sake. your dog. <laughs> Stop hassling the blind men. <laughs> Let's just get on with. Okay. Um, yes. So the film starts with news footage. Yes. As all great films do. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's not how it starts. It starts with the fucking most badass title sequence you've ever seen in your fucking oh my God. life. <laughs> and we almost skipped right past it. Yeah. It's probably my favorite bit of the film. <laughs> you're not, you've paid for that whole seat, but you're not going to need all of it because yeah. you'll have fallen off. Because your ass is tiny. Yeah, your ass is tiny. You tiny ass. Because you sweated it off. With from the joy. sheer exhilaration from this opening <laughs> sequence. Metal spikes appear outside of the globe and the name Jean-Claude Van Damme comes up on screen and you know you're in for something special. Oh, the, the world is your oyster at this stage. <laughs> um, uh, yep, and then after the kick-ass <laughs> opening <laughs> title sequence, yeah, we, we get newsreel footage telling us about Shadaloo. Mm-hmm. It's a little port city in asia south yeah. south asia southeast asia i think southeast right? asia probably near perth so yeah. you can see perth from <laughs> from shadaloo shadaloo sunset <laughs> shadaloo minute uh we find out from reporter chun lee mm-hmm. you know the news reporter oh yeah yeah of course um that general bison is a fucking lunatic but we, she didn't need to tell us that <laughs> because no one needed to tell us that because- no because uh, the the first we see of uh, General M. Bison is uh, him just snapping several necks. <laughs> snapping the necks of American soldiers, of AN soldiers, sorry, allied... Oh, yeah, yeah. Allied nations. Nations. Uh, <laughs> soldiers like Twiglets. <laughs> in the hands like of an angry giant. <laughs> yes, and of course, the incredibly intimidating Japanese General Bison uh, from the video games um, is played by a Puerto Rican man... <laughs> Um, Raul Julia of yes. Adam's Family fame. Also Kiss of the Spider-Woman, we should point out. He's a very good actor. Yes, uh, <laughs> noted, acclaimed noted. actor, Raul yeah. Julia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are, in turn, re- uh, introduced to our multinational cast, which, you know, you'd expect nothing less from a Street Fighter uh, mm-hmm. movie. Uh, quickly run for it. Uh, we have the British Cammy, played by Kylie Minogue. Oh, yes. Uh, famous Brit. Yeah, I'm a Brit. Yeah. Yeah, um, what we she says. Have, those, uh, I, I I hope you'll be keeping up the impressions as I go through this list. Oh yes. <laughs> um, we have the Japanese Ryu, um, okay. performed by Chinese American Byron Man. Right there, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> the Chinese American uh, uh, oh, Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish Vega, mm. uh, played by an Indian American, yeah. Jay Tevron. Olay. <laughs> Japanese uh, Honda, uh, played by the Samoan <laughs> Peter <laughs> Tula Sosopo. The f- famous uh, Hawaiian Simo. <laughs> and finally, we have the Thai Muay Thai expert Sagat, mm. uh, played by Native American actor Wes Studi. Yes. Yeah, there's one of me kicks. It's a good <laughs> one. One of me kicks for you. Got another one coming up shortly. <laughs> I'll <you> enjoy it. <laughs> So, I don't know whether to commend the film for being so colorblind in its casting or co- condemn it for just being like, ah, he's ethnic. Mm. That'll do. Yeah, I'm not sure because, I mean, with E. Honda, they did specify that he was Hawaiian. Yes, he, he they explain. Mm. They explain him. I think if Arnold Schwarzenegger taught us anything, mm. it's that anyone can be American. <laughs> and in this case, that includes our lead actor, Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm. <laughs> an action hero who is playing the all-American Colonel Guile. This could be the break we need. 
if Sagat runs guns to Bison, then he's got to know where Bison is hiding. And Colonel Guile is leading a AN task force who are, have been tasked with forcing out um, General Bison, who's a tyrant. He has captured a bunch of hostages mm. and is hoping to ransom them for how much? $20 billion. Oh, that's pretty good. How many uh, Great British pounds would that be? <laughs> well, I think actually that is the same as um, how far Britain slid into debt last week. <laughs> Topical. Topical humour. Um, Who wants to adopt us, world? <laughs> it's getting on. worse. <laughs> Come on, Sweden, just buy us. We're going cheap. <laughs> yeah. Easter sale. <laughs> um, they need to rescue the hostages. One of the hostages, Charlie, has been selected out of the group for being Kyle's friend. Guile's friend. Yes. After Guile addressed him directly on television. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, keep safe! <laughs> yes, you! <laughs> Carlos Blanca! <laughs> Uh, Charles is given a... Because <laughs> his name's Carlos Blanca, but Guile insists on calling him Charlie. Yes. Please do not call me this. It is a great offence to me <laughs> and my culture. Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes... So he's, he's led off. Yes, for experiments in the mm. laboratory. God, I fucking love Raul Julia. Yeah. Um... Yes, he 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 goes off. Meanwhile, mm. get used to the phrase "meanwhile," folks, for a little bit. <laughs> meanwhile, Ryu and Ken, and it's worth pointing out his name is Ryu. Mm. That's how you pronounce the Japanese name R Y U. Yes, Ryu. Ryu. The actor playing Ken, yes, Damien Chapa, uh-huh. was unable to pronounce the name Ryu, instead preferring Ryu. Yes, so resulted in generations after generation mispronouncing the name Ryu. 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 That's what I said. <laughs> sure. Ryu and Kan mm. are trying to sell guns to um, Sagat. Yes. Um, Who? Sigit. Sigit. Yes. Yes, Sigit. Okay, sorry. Um, sorry, <laughs> my mispronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, And his sort of lead henchman, Vega. Vorga. Vorga, yeah. Yeah, he was Vorga. Yeah. Sigit and Vorga. Sigit and Vorga. They are cage fighters. Yes. It transpires the guns that they're selling are a bunch of lemons. Yeah. Bunch of toys. Yes. And after a small fight scene, they are all arrested by Guile. Uh, Guile. Guile? Guile, yeah. Je- uh, Colonel Guile. Yes. Um, he puts them all under arrest. But Guile, he- he's a canny sort, and what he's going to do is he comes up with a plan. Yes. He is going to infiltrate Bison's army. Yes. Because he knows that Skit, Skit is, <laughs> is dealing arms to him, and therefore yes. must know where his secret base is, because he only does home delivery. Which is why Bison favours him. Sorry, Borson. John Rule Boson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Rule Borson. <laughs> John R.L. Boson. Um, yeah, he's oh, God, very, this... very particular about his, uh, his gang his This is going to be guys. our easiest to follow plot summary yet. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, yes. um, another plan is being hatched mm-hmm. to infiltrate the um, base by re- noted reporter Chun-Li. Yes. Chun Li. Chun Li. And her bodyguards, Balrog. Yes. Bulrog. Bulrog. <laughs> and, um, E Honda. E Pomper. E Pomper. Yeah. Um, they. Fuck me. Fuck this. My brain is melting. It's <laughs> a stupid idea. I hope you enjoyed that bit, guys. No more of it. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> it was dumb that Ken couldn't have said Ryu. Yeah. Ryu! Oh! <laughs> yes. Um, they all are united against a common foe. Mm-hmm. Everyone's friends. Yes. Chun-Li is captured. 
and joins the hostages along with Balrog and Honda. Good job, guys. Yeah, that was uh, not the most mas- masterfully executed of plans. No. Clusterfuck? Yeah. Catastrophe. <laughs> um, but as Byron says, had you all been working together yeah. instead of against each other, you might have been successful. Yes. I remember that line. <laughs> God, I love Raul Julia. I love Raul Julia. I fucking love Raul Julia. Yeah. Well, the next scene is uh, how much Chun-Li loves Raul Julia. Yes. She try- he tries to seduce her, I mm. guess, in his creepy room full of Pogo the Clown's oh. pictures and Gosh, by cha- changing into a uh, velour uh, dressing gown. That was even more padded. I don't think he took off the previous outfit. <laughs> I think he put the dressing gown on. Well, he certainly left the hat on, didn't he? He did. He, le- he kept his you war hat on. You can leave your hat on. I will. <laughs> Says Raul Julia. Um, and fixes some elaborate cocktails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in order to seduce Chun-Li. Whilst Chun-Li is describing why she hates him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Guile is planning an attack. Oh, all of them broke out, by the way. They all escaped, only to be immediately captured again. Meanwhile, luckily, Guile's just going to invade with that massive army he has, which is really yes. all he needed to do Yeah, um, this whole time. He needed um, English Simon Callow to um, English up in his face and Englishly tell him that he can't do a war. Yeah. Englishly. No, no doing war. <laughs> just like in Iraq. No, yeah. wait. So, yes, um, Britain has decided on behalf of the AN to pay Bison the, tw- the 20 billion. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? Why the fuck not? We'll get the hostages back. I'm yeah. sure that will go fine. Um, but uh, Guile gives a stirring speech. He absolutely does. Um, and everyone is stirred and um, runs off to, 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 to do a war. Yes. With Simon Callow just, just, just posturing and sort of... He, he he becomes Kenneth Williams. He does, and and just puckers his way through through a dressing down. It's a hell of a emotion. There's a lot of reaction shots from Callow during that shot. It's quite a performance. Yeah, he really. I mean, he really earns his money. Five pounds. <laughs> Five British pounds back in the day. <laughs> back in the bought day. him Buckinghamshire. <laughs> so the attack happens. That's mm. the rest of the movie. We're at the halfway mm. mark. Yeah, and the rest of the movie is various characters punching each other. Um, characters breaking out of cells, smashing up Bison's joint. Yeah, that's your lot, really. In the end, almost all of the characters get out alive, except mm-hmm. Bison. Yeah. The whole place explodes. Yeah. Um, and yes, as Wikipedia says, in the end, as the base collapses, the fighters strike their winning poses from Street Fighter 2, the, ro- the World Warrior. The World Warrior? The World Warrior. I just love that as the ending to the Wikipedia article, because <laughs> say in theory someone watched this not realising it was based on a video game. <laughs> it's like, at the end of your film, at the end of Casablanca, <laughs> the characters strike the winning poses from Tekken Tag Tournament 2. <laughs> what? Yeah, I can only think of the people on the other side of that camera who'd have... Had nothing to do with that team. Were just ordinary grunts. Turned around and saw them do that and hold it for about five or six seconds. Yeah, weird film, Paul. A strange film. Yeah. So, what did you think? I fucking loved it. <laughs> nothing has happened to me in the last twenty years that has made me change my opinion in any way about Street Fighter or any other film. You hate Citizen Kane. Oh, Citizen Kane. There was that blood Fuck pact. Off. That's my review of Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane? Wank, more like. <laughs> Citizen twat, more like. Um, yes. Um, my, my opinions and my taste in cinema have become nuanced enough to appreciate Citizen Kane. Mm. 
um, a slower pace in a movie. In fact, I relish it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has not gone any way towards me demoni- um, demolishing or in any way rejecting the charms and joys of Street Fighter the movie 1994. Like a football that's slowly coming apart at the seams, and the, <laughs> but the balloon of it is just poking out at awkward angles. Your, so is your taste in cinema growing <laughs> organically yet grotesquely to incorporate so many different genres. Ew. Yes. Yes, my love of film is like a ho- awful old football. <laughs> Why then? Because it's not perfect. I guess, yeah, it's not like a perfect movie. Right? Sorry, Roger Ebert. <laughs> With your f- opinions. <laughs> um, It's hard to say why I love it so much. I feel like we should go some way to explaining what went wrong with it. Because I will concede that like, there were some fucking issues with this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, allow me to fill you in, in fact. Okay. So, Stephen D'Souza writes good action movies. Mm. That's the thing he does. He wrote Commando, uh, Running Man, 48 Hours, and another 48 Hours, and Die Hard 1 and 2. Yes. He writes good action movies. Uh, he'd never directed before this. First of all, video game movies didn't have that stank on it yet. Yeah. Um, and also, his kids loved the game. It was pre-stank. Is, it was pre-stank. Kids loved the game. Kids love the stank, weirdly. Yes, but they didn't realise that until much later. Mm. Mm. God, Stephen D'Souza's kids, they're nasty. (laughs) Um, And also, he liked the special moves. Like, he liked the Hadoukens and Mm. um, spinning kicks and flying Mm. kicks in Mm. Street Fighter. So he thought, oh, I haven't really seen anything like that in movies. I could realise that, you know, it'd be different and weird and cool. Uh, He pitched the idea to uh, Capcom. He said, let's not make a tournament fighting movie. Let's make... Like a Bond movie, like a mission story, with the game's coterie of colourful characters taking sides in a global conflict. Hmm. Introduce them organically. Now, I've already told the story of Stephen D'Souza and the Seven Dwarfs on this podcast before. (laughs) Um, What I didn't tell you last time is that having convinced the studio executives to only put seven Street Fighters in the movie, they went back on that almost immediately (laughs) and insisted on 15 of the characters from the video games in the movie. Oh, boy. Paul, we've just watched this movie and talked about it a little. Mm. How many of them could you comfortably name, do you think? Mm. So, Ken. Ken. Ryu. Ryu. Uh, Dalsim. Yep. M. Bison. Yep. Guile. Yep. Chun-Li. Yep. Um, Cammy White. Yep. Blanca. Uh-huh. Vega. Uh-huh. Sagat. Ooh. DJ. Wow. Zangief. Yep. E-Honda? Yes. Balrog? Balrog, yep. And finally, um, T-Hawk. 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 The Native American member of um, Guile's (laughs) Invasion Squad. You remember him? The headband. Of course, yes. (laughs) Um, In spite of that, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't be able to name all 15 of them, you dick. Well, I knew the the issue being that I've played Street Fighter and I know most of those characters anyway. That is true. Um, So yeah, now suddenly it had to have 15 actors Mm. in it. To the layman. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, with the suddenly swollen cast all mm. converging on Bangkok at the great big dinner that everyone was attending, suddenly a very frail-looking Hispanic man was mm. um, led to the table, and none of the young actors recognised him as Raul Julia, the star of Adam's Family. Because unfortunately, as we've alluded to a few times, Raul Julia was dying of stomach cancer at the time. Yes. Um, the director described his appearance as ghastly, which was particularly tactful of him, I find. To his face? Um, two, um, OGT pod reporters. To some the faces. same thing. 
it was decided that they were going to need to completely reschedule everything. They couldn't. The plan was film the stuff with Raoul early on, giving mm-hmm. the cast time to prepare for fight choreography. But because he showed up so underweight and sort of uh, pale, they felt they needed to fatten him up in the time before. Yeah, it's not great. Like, like a goose. <laughs> like a goose. Okay. Um, it's a very dignified end for the great actor Raoul. Yeah. But you know what? They actually brought his family up, and the family and he went for various adventures around Thailand. They went and sort of swam with porpoises, and uh, oh. later on in the production, they went to the Australian outback. And I like to think, far from any sort of studio interference, it was actually the quality time he got to spend with his family that invigorated him enough to give the amazing performance he actually gives in this. It is amazing. The, re- the film was massively rescheduled, which put a lot of stress on Charlie Pekerney, the stunt coordinator, um, and it made it so that fights were happening and being choreographed literally hours before they were then being filmed. Um, the worst which is Damien Mann, who at one stage, when entering into the stadium in order to fight Vega, has to twirl his sword around and do a little carter, like menacingly, right. to intimidate Vega. Yeah, I remember that. It looked good. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Um, nobody had taught him that shit. No one. So instead, he went and just found a Thai extra, because at this point they were filming in Bangkok, um, mm. and just said, you know this stuff, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, can you teach me? And taught him over the hour-long lunch break. That's that's good. That shows um, resourcefulness. <laughs> Dedication, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I mean, Damien Mann wasn't just going to flail about. He wanted to take the shit seriously. No, go quietly into the night. <laughs> Um, another thing that strained the schedule was whilst um, everyone was worried about Raul Julia taking his meds, a lot of people were trying to stop John claude Van Damme from taking his. JCVD had quite a cocaine habit during mm. the making of this film um, and was also quite fond of partying and um, having extramarital affairs with um, young Australian pop stars. Spent most of the night um, snorting coke, having sex with Kylie Minogue, um, I mean, how could he? Look, I can't begin to understand what sort of depraved mind would choose a night of <laughs> cocaine and Kylie Minogue over anything else. <laughs> I'm just going to have to assume that he was in a dark place. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he deeply regrets his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, d- he just wouldn't show up. It would be 7am and the action would be ready and he wouldn't be there because he's sleeping off cocaine and Minogue. So... <laughs> He's, he's, yeah, yeah, they ended up improvising little scenes that didn't involve him, like fights between Ryu and Ken and a security guard, just putting extra shit in because they needed to film something and he wasn't there. Oh my god. It's incredible. Um, but also, he wasn't rehearsing his lines. No. D'Souza, D'Souza had experience of working with a non-English speaking meathead um, in his films with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but mm. what Arnie used to do... Um, is he would meet with D'Souza before filming and they would talk through the lines he had to record that day mm-hmm. and then they'd do it and it worked pretty well. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme insisted that he and his wife had gone over it, which I trust was code for cocaine and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he would show up on set having not, not prepared any of this shit, um, which culminated in one scene where a lot of action had been choreographed and executed and at the end of it he had to say in the line... Go, go! I'll catch up with you later! Oh, no, cut, 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 cut. It's like, what are you doing? You ruined the set. You ruined the take. What's going on? I said ladder. You didn't say ladder, you said later. <laughs> no, 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 I said ladder. I said, okay, I'll, I'll catch up with you ladder. We gotta shoot it again. It was a really expensive shot, JCVD. <laughs> Alright, fine. You go watch the VT. <laughs> we'll reset the shot. Okay. And he goes, and he's like, oh, I did say later. <laughs> yeah, I told you, you said later. <laughs> You did, okay? So let's do it again. And they reset the shot, and they filmed it, 
all the explosions went off, and JCVD says, Go, go! I'll catch up with you later! <laughs> and that's the oh, cut that's in the film. You champ. You absolute fucking champ. You prince among men. You really did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, the plan was film for five weeks in Thailand and then do pickups in Australia mm-hmm. on the famous Gold Coast film set. Okay. Would have been easy. It sounds easy. Sounds easy, right? So the Thai soundstage was rubbish. Light was streaking in and it was completely unusable. A right. crew member got a vicious skin disease from... Da- from Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he tried to snort him from the only- <laughs> and the- do an affair on him. From the only force more powerful than Jean-Claude Van Damme, the Chao Praiai River, which they were filming by. Um, he was hospitalized. The, a producer had a heart attack. Another producer, unaccustomed to Thai- um, Thailandish... Thai, yeah. Thai driving cab- um, habits turned into oncoming traffic <laughs> and got into a crash and had to be hospitalised. Fuck me. All of the crew were losing weight because of the extreme heat and food that was available. Look, Thai food is a beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. incredibly flavourful. Fresh. And it's good for you. It's fresh. Yeah. It's not the best thing for a bunch of white people who have to do a whole bunch of heavy manual labour. <laughs> so a lot of people were shitting themselves to death. Yeah. You really need two weeks grace before you start doing anything real. Yeah. I think. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Also, there were massa- there were $10 massage parlors available in town, which a lot of the very young and newly rich men availed themselves of. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor who played Ken um, said that everyone became addicted to massages. They were going for several a day. <laughs> and it's it's not implied whether or not these massages involved some extra services. Several a day? <laughs> Even if it's, I hope it's not just massages. Otherwise, that's really weird. I mean, I, I almost wish it was just so like <laughs> fifteen minutes would pass, and then they be like, "Time for a massage." So tight again. <laughs> Oof. Oh man! And then the local power station blew out because of all the energy they were using. Again, I, I just the, the, the first thing that came to mind was an image of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme with <laughs> with like. You know, like they're like weight machines in like one in each hand, and he's just pumping them so hard that eventually the power station they're connected to just shorts and explodes. <laughs> I thought you were suggesting they were using him as an alternate power source <laughs> after the power station broke up. Hearts on fire. No, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, I think he would be responsible for the loss of uh, power. He, he only knows how to destroy. Um, Fifteen days behind schedule and a week early. The crew, <laughs> the fucking nightmare crew, arrive in Oz. And at this stage, they ask Capcom if they can have 10 days to film the extra stuff. They say, no, the film needs to come out in time for Christmas because we have toy expectations. Um, you'll just have to work it into the current schedule. Right. So, the second... What, with all these massages? <laughs> Expensive in Australia as well. So, the second unit have to now... So, in film... You usually have two units. The first unit films scenes with characters. The second mm. unit films pickup stuff, like a close-up shot of someone getting punched in the stomach, for example. Right. Or a landscape, mm. or like a tracking shot, whatever. Just garbage stuff the director doesn't really need to be around for. Mm. Not to undersell the very important work of second unit directors. Mm. They now have to start shooting actual scenes, um, and fight scenes specifically. And one of the casualties of that is that the fight choreographers did not want to do um, Stephen D'Souza's... Reason for... <laughs> reason for doing, doing the, the film. film. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to do his special moves because they didn't look real enough. Mm. 
Um, he was um, back then. You couldn't just watch the footage that had been filmed in the day on a digital screen. It was all on film, so it took several days to actually see the shit that was being filmed. Right. And only then did he realize, oh shit, they're not doing anything. I asked them to. Yeah. Production finished on Australia uh, with eighty percent of the screenplay shot. So all that's left is editing it all together, and that's where you can make a good film. Good editing can save anything, really. Oh, few. Yeah. So, you know, they put it together. They made a film, you know? Yeah. Proper action movie. Hmm. Great. It's like James Bond meets Star Wars. Yeah. That's what the director said. It's James Bond in space. <laughs> it's James Bond for the year 3000. They submitted it's the Schindler's it. List of video game movies. <laughs> it definitely is. They submitted it to the um, ratings board in America. Hmm. And Hasbro needed a PG-13 for this because there'd been a lot of controversy up to that point for um, mod toy lines developed from um, R-rated movies like Aliens and Robocop. Yes. A lot of parents were very concerned about their kids playing with stuff from R-rated movies. So it's like, okay, fine. We'll get PG-13, non-controversial. Mm. The movie got an R. Yep. R-rating, extreme violence. <laughs> um, now, the director says that's because of Keith Ledger. Um, a young man who went to his school with a gun um, mm-hmm. and had a bad day. Consequently, the media was in high state, high alert. You know, they had to now go back and cut this movie. D'Souza mm-hmm. was absolutely convinced he submitted a PG-13 movie and that they had rejected it for reasons of hypersensitivity because of the news. Right. Um, he cut it, cut mm-hmm. out all the violence, cut and brutalized the action sequences so that he cut around things like bloody lips and nosebleeds. Oh. Yeah. That explains. Yep. Cut out more of the special moves. Mm-hmm. And also, because of the extra editing time, there wasn't time to submit for special effects on things like Hadoukens. Submitted it. Got a G. Mm. Got a G rating. Universally good for everyone. <laughs> Not what the studio wanted. Nobody wanted to be responsible for a G-rated fighting movie. Yeah. It doesn't bring in the teens. People think it's a kid's movie. Yeah. How do you fix it? Put the violence back in? Nah, no time for that, mate. Put a swear in. Oh, good. They clumsily edited in a swear word into the film. Four years of ROTC for this shit. And that got them their PG-13 rating. I don't know if you know what an exquisite corpse is. No, I have no idea. Well, an exquisite corpse is, uh, it's a poem, song, something like that, um, that is begun by one person, Mm. picked up by the next. So I could start a poem with Mm. a verse and I hand it over to you. Right. You do the next and then... uh, Michael Shannon out there does the next. Yep. Um, oh. God help us. The idea, you know, you, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I start with the torso, you add the head, right. some, M- Michael Shannon gives back the fingernails. This is not that. This is no. the opposite of that. <laughs> when things are stripped away. Well, who weeps for Stephen D'Souza? The man who wrote really good action movies. And he had this idea for a Bond movie, like, you know, big action. You know, figures caught on either side of a massive conflict. Um, memorable figures, seven of them. I mean, the, the production issues did spill into this film. The, mm-hmm. the, the need to cut it down to a, a U, apparently, <laughs> um, to a G, did, it's um, a family film. Family film. Family film. It did kind of mutilate the action sequences. There's some very awkward cutting. Yes. Um, which is unfortunate because it does look like there's some good stuff in there. There's some very interesting fighting. Yeah, I mean, they they did try to work in a few of the special moves. Yeah, there's one, isn't there? There's yeah. one special move with special effects that made yes. it in. There's some wire work stuff. Yeah. But there's one, like, visual effect shot in it, and it's a, it's very out of place. Yes. As a result. I, I have to be honest, I do not understand why people dislike this movie so much. Because it's not mm. like people are unimpressed or just not 
cottoning onto it. People fucking hate this. Yeah. It has like 3.6 on IMDb, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? It, these can't all just be furious Street Fighter fans who are angry that they fucked up Chun-Li's backstory. But it also has so much that works, is the really thing. Well, there's a moment near the end where it's building up the big climactic action sequence. Mm. There's a moment of escalation where it cuts from JCVD and Bison fighting. Yes. Um, <laughs> this character in this is JCVD. <laughs> <laughs> um, cut to uh, E Honda and Zangief wrestling like fucking ma- uh, monsters. Yeah. yeah. Cut to men storming up the hill shooting. Kylie mm-hmm. Minogue shoots shooting a guy, mm-hmm. and it just keeps cutting, and it gets faster and faster. And I find myself getting really pumped, like quite excited by what's happening because it's it's, it's escalating so far. And then they let mm-hmm. it drop, and have some yes. character moments and some humor, slow it down a bit let you recover before we start building up again as big fans of the jcv d'oeuvre fuck yeah um this slotted in perfectly yeah along with the you know the, the hard target i've got a million bullets i'm never <laughs> going to stop shooting you you can't make me it's unreal delivery you try to justify your con games by telling yourselves you've been stealing from criminals uh and his his on-screen presence yeah the way he interacts with people the over yeah. the over the top violence but then comedy that worked. Yeah, there's plenty of jokes. I mean, this is written by a funny guy, yeah. the guy who wrote Die Hard and wrote yeah. 48 Hours, which is yeah. a comedy buddy action cop yeah. movie. You laughed at those. I laughed at those. Yeah. You laughed, Paul. <laughs> I did. I you did. laughed. I laughed. I laughed all over the place. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Like some sort of giggle whore. Yeah. <laughs> Just everywhere. All <laughs> over the sitting room. <laughs> a gigolo. A gigolo. Ah, you. Boo. Damn. Um, Thanks for listening to One Good Thing. <laughs> it's the end. But there, but there, there were really funny moments. Um, yeah. There's my 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 favourite line, which you know I wish Freddie Got Fingerstar would have recorded us laughing at it. Oh, is right. um is DJ's line as he's escaping at the very end, as the whole thing's crumbling around them. Yeah, people come in behind him, and he gets freaked out because the, the battle's entering into this room as well. Uh, he runs away and yells, "I should have stayed at Microsoft." <laughs> And it's just, it's it's wonderful. It's really funny to think that he left Microsoft yeah. to come work for yeah. Bison, whatever this is, Shadaloo. Uh, yeah, what a wonderful backstory there, delivered in a joke, <laughs> in a single line. There's a lot of characters in this. They mandated mm. 15 characters, and then because the Japanese producers, Capcom, wanted a Japanese character, and he mm. had already cast Ryu... <laughs> with a Chinese man yeah. and Honda with a Samoan, <laughs> um, they decided to add a character. So there's this guy, this Japanese guy, who's just in scenes now yeah. and then and can't pronounce the word Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. You know, it's just it's 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 overstuffed to fuck. But when should yeah. we? But yet yeah, these characters have moments mm. that really humanize them and make them funny. And yeah, it lends itself to a light tone, which yeah. I even. F- feel is like marvel-esque sort of proto-marvel yeah. in its approach because you have an obscene the villain is great because oh, God, the thing yeah. about Raul julia we'll come to his performance later but the character is crazy hmm. is the idea there's a moment when sagat the um the arms dealer has provided him with the weapons he needs yes and the ma- the money being paid to him is bison dollars hmm. and saying what the hell is this Bison replies, um, Bison dollars. Each one will be worth five British pounds. That's the exchange rate that the Bank of England will accept once I kidnap their queen. 
And he's Sagat gives a reaction <laughs> shot that is the reaction shot of the audience of just realization. Oh, he's insane! He's <laughs> fuck nut. It's fucking crazy, and yeah. I love it. I do want to remove it from the nostalgia. It's not yeah. nostalgia that has me liking this movie. Mm. It's fun. It's a good. It's a good watch. It has good eye feel. I don't. Yeah, I don't even think it's um. It's it's not a so bad. It's good movie oh. i laughed at jcvd an awful lot but yeah but the actual jokes in the film that were t- done by the other actors yeah um there's a lot of comic relief guys because yeah. when you have to shove 15 people into a movie yeah often a lot of them end up just as um comedic relief but what they did is they hired good actors who yeah. can sell comedy with their expressions little nuances that were great i love dj's reacting face yeah to things Z- Z- zangief was excellent <laughs> He was just, just glorious. Yeah, he really was. Um, there was, there was just so much about it that, mm. that I enjoyed. And I, I don't, I didn't remember any of this film. Um, right. You didn't lend it to me when we were, when our friendship was blossoming. Um, <laughs> I, I saw it as a young and, and yeah. wiped it from my mind. I, pref- I preferred Mortal Kombat as a kid. Right. Now, I'm, I'm very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, I'm very relieved for lots of different reasons that I loved it. Mm. I'm very happy that I get to go on remembering, yeah, Street Fighter's the better one, and it's a film I'm glad I saw as a kid. Yeah. You can tell that DeSouza has, whether or not he he did it because he has kids, he liked the Street Fighter franchise, he Mm. took it seriously. Fuck yeah. Like, the, the detail in it is all oh, the detail i mean pretty incredible the production design has some fantastic things my favorite of which and i actually quite like some of these for the house is mm. the propaganda posters i've seen around mm. bison's um headquarters yeah they i mean they Brilliant. were they, they they were sort of drawn in in, in the sort of the like the nazi germany yeah style, or like soviet. Like com- yeah yeah or soviet that kind of just garish but bold <laughs> Like stark images that will stick with you. The the the, the one of the uh, the the, crook, the crooked hand like reaching over that the land mass. Yes, with, with the a... rings that had each country's nationality on it. So it was yeah. like, um, you know, oh, the the AN is trying to seize all this land, and then like a bison hand with a knife sort of piercing the hand. Yeah. That's great. Just amazing. The per- the person responsible for designing those is just wonderful. There was real effort there, and yeah. if, if if not for you know if not for the obstacles that we've outlined yeah you wonder what you know wonder what it could have achieved it would have definitely yeah. still been a you know a, a, an adorably campy 90s action film with jean-claude van damme sure maybe people wouldn't have hated it so much no and maybe um steven d'souza would still be working because the sadness is that after the f- uh the film did well financially it made three times its budget hmm. but the stink of failure hangs on to things and once people fail stank the fail stank and once people decided that steep street fighter was a flop i just yeah. made it so and so d'souza never found another directing gig after this um so we lost two greats yeah. really at the end of that yeah sure um should we cook fire yeah cool okay i would like to talk a little bit about chun li okay and the actress who played her ming na wen Right. I really liked the performance. I thought her delivery style was authoritative, uh, sort of considered, and I found her to be an impressive presence in the scenes that she Hmm. was in. My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. For it, which is great for a character of her sort of slight figure. She felt commanding. Yeah, the physicality of the character was mm. 
was great and it's established that she was a nimble capable warrior yeah. which you don't often which you don't often get with hollywood absolutely i mean you'd expect nothing less from the actress who went on to play mulan hmm. Hmm. this is merely super electroconductive magnetism <laughs> the best line that is the best line I like the scene. There's a scene where um, Sagat has convinced uh, Ryu and Ken to throw him the keys in order to um, escape. Yes. They throw him the keys and Sagat does not reach for them. They fly right at his head. Vega catches them yes. and hands them to Sagat. He's a stone cold motherfucker. Fuck yeah, Wes Studi. Oh, there are some great musical stings in it. Oh, yeah. um, the, the main one that I thought of was when uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme sits up in the morgue yeah. suddenly with a sheet on him. Oh and yeah. It, and it... And it it, it it rings out when he sits up, and it rings out when he whips the sheet off, off yeah, his face. Like a double punch. It was it was like an Edgar Wright level of like <laughs> of, of like like meta, <laughs> like meta within the film, and it's great. Really, um, like I said, some of the music was really good. Um, mm. For me, the climb, the height of that was um, when Chun Li is beating up Bison. Mm. Uh, the music that accompanies the scene, the scene escalating. Mm really good i really like it a lot it's it's very menacing hmm. when it looks like they're losing <laughs> yeah just remembering it um dj's behind um bison <laughs> but as bison's giving this speech the rousing how, speech <laughs> the rousing speech about how they're gonna go down together uh you you, you get to see dj's decision to run <laughs> yeah. like just slowly play out on his face and it's oh it's brilliant Oh yeah, no, per- perfect community timing. <laughs> um, there's another great line. I think it's from T Hawk. Um, as Chun Li's escaping, she she jumps out of the window, lands on a, on a van or something, and then jumps away. And then T Hawk shouts, "You don't have a chance!" <laughs> <laughs> Whilst uh, in the car, this again, it's the production detail. In the car, E Honda starts driving, um, and there's a book on his um, dashboard. Mm. That is Shadaloo on $25 a day. Yeah. That's great. What a cool, cool detail. The, the, the morality. D- Dalsim was responsible for, um, to making a super soldier out of Blanca. Yeah. And, um, half, halfway through, he, he steps in and he bring, introduces this whole, yeah. like the, like this, this, this dichotomy and like the relativism of, of, of morality. Yeah. And it's mentioned when, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, resolves to murder his friend. <laughs> Cause um, he looks ugly now. Because he looks ugly, so his life is over. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jean-Claude Van Damme says something to him like, um, you're not evil. Um, and Dalsim replies, if good men, do nothing that is evil enough which is obviously a paraphrase of um all that is necessary for the triumph of evil etc yes. but that's the first time i'd heard that idea as a kid mm. and it was put so eloquently mm. that i immediately understood what it meant and it, it felt like a big thing mm. like oh yeah like it's not enough to just not be a bad guy yeah. you have to fight bad things as well and that's a huge idea to have put so breezily into this film um there's a bit where JCVD preempts um, a burn I was about to do on the film. Um, there's a bit where he says, um, I understand better than you know, mm. but this war, not about your personal vendetta. And I was like, yeah, it's about yours. And he turns around before I have a chance to say that and says, it's about mine. Yeah. Take that, naysayers. Take that, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, Honda punches out a guard who at one point earlier had... Um, I'd <laughs> rather creatively come up with little nicknames for everyone. Um, fat boy, <laughs> white t-shirt boy, mm. stuff like that. And uh, uh, during the fight, he he seems to just let it go. Like he doesn't seem to react. 
And then later on, much later on, the fight scene is breaking out. And he just turns to the guy and says, fat boy, this, and punches him. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the idea that that was stewing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hours. (laughs) I mean, all all that's left to talk about is uh, Raul Julia. The late, great Raul Julia. Yeah, he's yeah, he's extraordinary. No, it it, it really is. Uh, it's a it's a huge performance. Yeah, he is such a presence. Yeah, and obviously people have like know the really big moments where he starts shouting and stuff, but there's so many moments where he holds back hmm. and just adds this layer of menace to it, especially mm-hmm. the speech that he gives. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord and mad? All I want to do is to create the perfect genetic soldier. Not for power, not for evil, but for good. They shall march out of my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation, until the very planet is in the loving grip of the Pax. Sonica. It's just brilliant. There, there, there really is nuance there. There's one of the first scenes we have of him. Mm. Um, he's, I think he's talking to a, a soldier who's yeah. threatening him, and he just this smirk plays out on his face. Yeah, and it's so, it's so gradual. You don't know it's happened until it's upon you. Yeah. Um, there's the, the way he sits in his chair when he's at the, the party d- d- doing yeah. his deal with Zaga. He's sort of leaning to one side like a like a disinterested king. Yeah. Um. There's just so much in that performance, <laughs> and it's it's just all kinds of crazy. Yeah. I think it just made all the more made all the more dramatic knowing that it was his final performance. Yeah. Sure. And what he was going through. Oh, and and just the the amount like the. Energy that he put into it, yeah. Mate, you should, Christopher Walken should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> oh, Ultimately, man. I think with this film, Disoza was trying to do something different. Yeah, like you said earlier, he didn't just want a straight, straight a beat up movie. No, he rejected the idea of a tournament movie, a schlocky. He, yeah, he 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 wanted to do something different. Were it not for the, the various obstacles, mm. studio and Jean Claude Van Damme and things <laughs> like. Get, Getting getting in the way, he might have been able to to realize that. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think really top marks for for effort. Yeah, for effort because for trying to take it somewhere new. Yeah, I think everyone brought it. Whether it's you know, um, whether it's Ryu sort of um going and learning a kata over lunch, or mm. the production design just fucking giving it their all and putting all these details in. It's just everyone is trying. They're just pulling in bad directions and are mm. compromised by things happening back home. And also just being young, stupid, and in Thailand. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> I thought I would be sat here defending a movie that didn't get made. I thought I'd be saying, no, but you can see all this potential like behind the bad stuff. Yeah. I think it's perfectly watchable and fun to watch it as it is now. I recommend it to you. Yeah. Check it out. If you haven't seen it since you were a kid and you just remember it as that bad Street Fighter movie with an eccentric Raul Julia performance, check it out. I think you'll actually enjoy it. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd call that a successful defense of Street Fighter, Paul. Thank you. Um, that's, so that's another recommendation from One Good Thing. Absolutely. Our second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Um, yep, absolutely. Uh, I'll check us out on Twitter. Good enough. Yep, good enough. We're at hashtag... Yeah. Nope. At OGTPod. So if you type that into your toaster, 
Yeah. The bread will come out with our faces on it. Yeah. You can butter it up and eat it, and that'll be that'll somehow benefit us. Yeah. You can also check us out on um Amazon, right? <laughs> Probably. Yep, yep. Go to Amazon, yeah. type us in. <laughs> type us in and, 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 and then just complain. Complain ceaselessly. Give it a zero star review. Yeah. Um also we have an email. We do have an email. It's Paul and Paul. Yes. At OGT Pod Pauls. Mm-hmm. At at their home. At, which is at It's a long one. Yep, yeah, it's a long one. At Outlook dot MSN. Um yeah, and I think that, that, that just about um sums are all up. So get in touch. Thank you everyone for being involved and for listening. I think. Um Yeah, twenty episodes, guys. Twenty episodes. We Holy only bloody shit. did it. Woo! Yeah. Crowd went wild. What is, what's that crowd of people? What is <laughs> was, that? Oh, that was that was that was just me. That I did that with my voice. Oh, have we never had a crowd? I mean, the number of people who have walked past our house over the last <laughs> twenty weeks would constitute a crowd <laughs> if they all ended up in the same room. Excellent. Yes. Oh wow, that, that, that's kind of that's kind of humbling. It's enough to give you a hard on, isn't it? Well, a harder one. So I'm Paul Goodman. I'm Paul Salt. And remember. The one good thing about Street Fighter is that nice warm feeling you get when you try something different, just from time to time. Of course. I guess you can't do anything about that will bring us pleasure or release. <laughs> Yelp is on demand. You have breakfast at Millie's Corner Tea and Coffee Shop. Put the bunny back in the box. It's scraping at the door! What can you put the bunny back in the box? Why are you still learning to spell your name? I was being taught to come to galaxies! Aww.